So Psalms 119, verse 73, it says, Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. It says, Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. They that fear thee will be glad when they see me, because I have hoped in thy word. I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou in faithfulness has afflicted me. Let, I pray thee, thy merciful kindness uh, be for my comfort according to thy word unto thy servant. Let thy tender mercies come unto me, that I may live, for thy law is my delight. Let the proud be ashamed, for they dealt perversively with me without a cause. I will meditate in thy precepts. Let those that fear thee turn unto me, and those that have known thy testimonies. Let my heart be sound in thy statutes, that I be not ashamed. All right? So those are the eight scriptures uh, from Psalms 119. And, I, you know, you're always, I've always sit there, and sometimes I'm thinking about how or who can we relate this to. And uh, the blind men, you know, came to my mind in, in John chapter 9, and that's why we're going there. And there's some things um, in here that I believe relate to that blind man, the man that was born blind. It wasn't like he got hit with a rock or some bleach came into his eye or something like that, but he was born blind and um, never saw daylight, never saw anything. He was born, that's his testimony, born blind. So God did some uh, wonderful things. So he talks about how in verse 73 that God's hands made him, you know, and fashioned him. God did that to him. God dealt him that hand. You know, we all played spades. Mm -hmm. You know, I play Scrabble sometimes with my friends on there and cut up, and, and I got, I lose because I just got dealt that hand. Uh -huh. Ain't nothing I can do. You over there talking trash. I keep my mouth shut, praying that I, praying the big joker come back around my way. I just need a good hand. The blind man was dealt this hand. God did it to him. Um, and he was just talking here about, Lord, you know, imagine being born blind. All of us have sins. We ain't been born blind. We got some issues, but we weren't born blind. You know, we got some things going on in our life that we, that we don't like, but we're not born blind. This man was born blind. And... Um, and that just really stuck out to me. And just, you know, I just, you know, sometimes you sit back at the scriptures. All you can do is just sit back and think, this man was born blind. And I'm tripping on the stuff that's going on in my life. And, and he says, uh, give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. It says, they that fear uh, thee will be glad when they see me. He, say, he says, those that fear you or love you or worship you or call upon your name shall be glad when they see me. <laughs> you would think. We're going to see if they're glad or not <laughs> because I have hoped in your word. Thank you, sir. I don't know how long he was blind. I, don't, I, I can't remember if it says it or not, but he was of age. His parents says that he's of age. So he's of age to answer for himself. All right? He says, I know, O Lord, that your judgments are right and that your faithfulness has afflicted me. <laughs> I tell you right now, I'm born blind. I don't know if I'm saying all that to the Lord. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Let I pray thee thy merciful kindness be for my comfort according to the word unto thy servant. Let thy tender mercies come unto me that I may live, for thy law is my delight. Let the proud be ashamed, for they 
dealt perversely with me without a cause, but I will meditate in thy precepts. Let those that fear thee turn unto me, and those that have known thy testimonies. You know what? To see this man born blind, changed. Oh, my goodness. Do you imagine his testimony at church? Let my heart be sound in thy statutes that I be not ashamed. You know what? I don't think that this blind man knew what God was going to do. I think maybe 40 years old. He was at the age where he could answer for himself. He was at the age where you didn't have to go get his parents. You know what I'm saying? He ain't need mom or daddy's permission. He was of age. And his, his occupation was begging. He couldn't see. So that's where he was at, y'all. And he hoped in God's word. And I believe sometimes some people turn bitter when they've been dealt a bad hand in spades. Or in dominoes, you keep getting these jacked up tiles. You get frustrated. You get angry. Some people turn the table over. People start laughing. at What's mad? What's wrong, big fella? You mad. You big swole because of the hand that you've been dealt. But it doesn't say that this man was ever bitter. Doesn't say that this man was upset. Sometimes we're upset about the hand that's been dealt us. Sometimes people will tell me, they said, man, I wish I could do it all over again. I would never have done the things that I have. But, you know, that's the hand that you've been dealt. And we know that God can turn it around. If he's going to turn it around in this blind man's life, I tell you right now, there's, there's, there's nothing that, um, that he wouldn't do for you and I. And just after he begins to see the, the humbleness of this blind man, it tells you, sometimes after the person is healed, it tells you about their character. After God has given us the job, do we even think about tithing? After God has delivered us out of our afflictions, do we even go to church? We read in here where he fed 5,000. <laughs> when he told them, I ain't got no more food for you. They bounced. He said, the only reason why you're here is because I fed you. A lot of times people come to God just because they need something. But this blind man, I'm going to tell you right now, you know he never left the scene. He never left it, y'all. So let's get into this uh, chapter 9 a little bit here, and I pray that I can do it some justice. I, you might have to read it on your own. and I can't do the word of God justice, and I just pray that the Holy Spirit will bring some things out to us that will just literally... Um, literally just let it just be a right now word that's the only thing i can say so verse one says and as jesus passed by he saw a man which was blind from his birth so something happened when jesus was passing by that made him stop and look at this blind man because sometimes you and i may pass by or ride by and we're looking out the window but we don't want to say hey can you pull over so it's something about him walking by and seeing this man, his body language, whether he stopped or something, um, where the disciples asked him, Master, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Man wasn't even born yet, didn't even come out the stomach, had no eyes. And you want to know whether or not he sinned. <laughs> Brother ain't, ain't even take his first breath, Thomas. They want to know. The reason why he was born blind uh, is because of sin, ain't it? 
Oh, wait, no, no, Lord, it might, might be his parents. That has nothing to do with it. God deals us the hand that we have. And God is able in the midst of our hand to change it. I, I, I only saw two books. But you ended up getting six. Now, everybody else that was that thought they had the hand is swole because they say, man, he ain't been right. He ain't been right. This guy, I don't want to play with you because you don't know how to bid. Because <laughs> you only saw two books. But God said that you had six. So verse three says, he didn't sin or his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. The same way God predestined Jesus Christ and predestined each and every one of us on this planet, he's saying, I predestined this man for this moment too. This, this, listen, in order for us to know that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, it needs to be proven. Before the death angel came, there were many plagues that came on Egypt that should have broke Egypt's back. Do you hear me? There were nine plagues before the tenth one when the death angel came that should have broke there. Just the fact that it was black, like it's 12 o'clock and it's bright as I don't know what. And the next thing you know, it's pitch black only in Egypt. Not on Israel's side. I mean, pitch black where you couldn't see your hand. You hear me? I mean, black like it was. I don't know, like it was somehow the air was black. The air turned black. The oxygen turned black. It was that black. Frogs, water to blood. All these things that we see Christ doing here, like John says, if we ever go to the end of the book, he said he did so many miracles that all the books at John's time could not contain everything that he did. And this one right here, I'm telling you, this man was born and his eyes did not work at all. He was born blind. This is an impossible thing. This is something, it's impossible for it to be so dark outside that you can't see the hand in front of your face. I've never seen that before in my life. I've never seen frogs all over the place, in the house, in the bathtub. You open your drawer, there's frogs there. Lice, blood. You pour, any, anytime you, I don't care if the cup, this bottle of water looks clear as soon as I start pouring it out, it's red like blood. Never, never seen anything like that. Never seen what God, those first nine that hit Egypt, it, look, it rattled Pharaoh, but he said, I ain't let nothing go. I ain't let nothing go. All these things right here, all these miracles that Jesus did, still at this time, people, he only had 120 people. 500 disciples, that's all he had. Sometimes I get upset, sometimes we get upset because we ain't growing. <laughs> We're like, man, Lord, when you going to do something? He only had a buck 20. We close, Thomas. <laughs> he said, at least do what I did. We close. <laughs> okay. A buck 20. That's all that showed up at the upper room. That sound like churches, don't it? Everybody we doing such and such. 120 people show up out of 500. Everybody got a little down, but it's all right. It's all right. He says here, it wasn't the parents nor him. I must work the works of him that sent me. 
God sent him. He's got some things to do. And he says, I need to work while it's day. Because nighttime is coming in every single one of our lives. And we will not have, that's it. We have no more work to do. And I believe that Jesus prayed. And they said he oftentimes got away and prayed. Because it wouldn't have been fair for him to do it like God. He had to do it like a man. He placed himself in a human body. And the only connection that he had with himself, or he says the Father, is through prayer. That's it. And the Father told him, I want you to go here, I want you to go here, and I want you to go here. But when he came upon this man, he said, no, 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 no. This one right here is special. My Father gave me this one so that everybody that's around here can see my father work, can see what he does, to see who, who, who I really am. Some things, when they're so impossible, like the Red Sea, you can't sit there in awe when you walk on dry ground and it was just wet. There was no fan blowing on it. There wasn't no, no sun. It wasn't like that. And five days later, the ground was dry. No, it was dry when the Lord parted it. Some things happen in our lives for a reason. And when he had, verse 6 says, and when he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground. He didn't give this man a chance to do nothing. When he was, he was trying to get everybody else around the blind man to see, including the, the disciples. Sometimes including us. He's trying to get us to see, we trying to get other people to see, but he's trying to get us to see. So he spits on the ground. He didn't ask permission from this man. He didn't walk up to the man and say, excuse me, sir, you don't mind if I uh, just want to touch your eyes, do you? He didn't ask him nothing. He spat on the ground, made some clay, <laughs> and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay and then said, go wash in the pool of Shalom, which is being interpreted sent. I'm sending you to wash your face. That's what he did. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't ask permission. Nothing. He just went ahead and did what his he just did what he had to do. And he went his way therefore and washed and came seeing. The neighbors therefore and they which before had seen him that he was blind said, Ain't that the blind dude? You know how we know how we call the people in the neighborhood. Ain't that one leg Sam? Sam coming down the street walking with two legs. Ain't, ain't that no feet, Sally? He had no feet. Ain't that one-armed Jack? You know, ain't that cross-eyed Bill? You know, we got names for people behind their back. You know, ain't that that old, ain't that that old drunk down there? We got names for people. Some said, yeah, that's he. And others said, it looks like him. You know, all black people look alike. He said, I am. He said, how were your eyes open? And he said, a man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said unto me, go wash in the pool of Shalom and wash. And I went and washed and I received my sight. Then they said unto him, where is he? And he said, I don't know. <laughs> I was blind. Went to the river. What are you asking me? Where do I, where do I know? Where is he at? And it was the Sabbath day. This is the sad part about it is, it's the Sabbath. So, you know, you're not supposed to do any work. But the Lord made the Sabbath and blessed it. Out of all the days that were blessed, he, he blessed the Sabbath day. 
like, you know what, I'm going to do something special on Sabbath day. Like, if we go on the Sabbath, like, God is like, you know, you're going to get an extra blessing today just because, you know, I'm in that mood. I'm rested. I'm sitting right here chilling. You know how it is when your parents are at work? You got to call me. Don't call me at work. Wait till I get home. Well, on the Sabbath, God is home. <laughs> All right? He's sitting back. He ain't work. He's not in China. He ain't in Taiwan. You know, he ain't on the East Coast. He ain't on the West Coast. He's right here. I'm home. Hey, y'all, I'm home. What's up? Oh, we got a man over here born. But I got you, baby. Got you. At least on Sabbath when my Lord is resting and chilling, I know he's home. Hey, 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 I saw you at home. You mind if I, uh, you know, ask you for something real quick? No, nah, no, nah, go ahead, baby. I'm good. You know, you don't want to bother nobody. The Sabbath is a blessed day. God blessed it. And he wants us to cease from our works and lean on his, all right? Then again, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. And he said, he put clay on my eyes and I washed. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not of God because he keeps not the Sabbath. And others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. And they say unto the blind man again, what do you say? How did he open your eyes? And he said, he's a prophet. And the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, is this your son? Who do you, you know, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? And his parents answered them and said, we know that this is our son that he was born blind, but we don't know how he sees. And that's when they were a little afraid of the Jews. And they said, won't you just ask him because he's of age? The Jews had conspired together that if anybody confesses that Jesus is the Christ, they will be put out of the synagogue. Now that's deep right there. That's you know, more and more as I read this, you know, Egypt and everything that happened in Egypt, you know, we hear Pharaoh say, I will not let you go. You know, I'm not letting you go. And we see these brothers here, a man that is, was blind, and now he can see. But yet they can't see. This is just truly amazing, this whole testimony of Jesus Christ and a testimony of the disciples, how a man that was born blind, but now he can see, and somehow Israel thinks that the devil is now opening up blinded eyes of people. How, how many years has Israel spent with the Lord? That's the scary part for you and I, is all the years that we have been walking with the Lord. I can see if we were walking for a year, you know, and maybe we just don't like somebody. But all the years Israel has been studying scripture and walking with the Lord and a man that was born blind can see and now the devil is opening up blinded eyes. And that's what Jesus, you know, in another part, Jesus says, um, you know, Satan can't battle against Satan. If somebody's eyes were open, y'all, where they could see the only person according to scripture that can open up blinded eyes is God. And I thank God for all the technology that's going on in the world. 
and how they are able to reconstruct some ears and things like that. But I'm talking about somebody with no scalpel, no stethoscope, no medicine, no nothing, just walking up to somebody and literally this person can see by just speaking a word. That's what happened. And for us to sit here and begin to try to refute it as if Satan is doing nice things now. Like Satan's putting money in people's bank account when we know that he's what? The devourer. He comes to steal what? Kill and destroy. But now he's not stealing no more. You know, he's giving money out. Okay? He's not devouring anything. You know, he's actually restoring things. He's not destroying nothing. No more, no more buildings being destroyed. It's nothing but just brand new buildings. Just the devil's like, there you go, and giving them out for free. Like all of a sudden, the devil is just not the devil no more. That doesn't make he's been the devil ever since the Garden of Eden. And now we're sitting here in, at the time that Christ is walking around. And all of a sudden they're trying to tell you that the devil is no longer the devil no more. He's out here doing the work that only God is known for doing. So I don't know. And even today, I mean, like, I don't know. We have to be very, very careful about, um, and we have, you know, the, the, the scripture tells us to watch and pray. To watch and pray. To talk to God about everything. Because I saw people get so caught up in this election as if God himself was running. As Like they put all their hope in the election. I don't have no hope in the election at all. I have no hope in any president. I have no hope in any governor, no mayor, no nobody. Only person I prayed to was God. That's it. I don't have no hope in nothing else, y'all. You know, I thank God for the opportunity that we have as a people, uh, men and women, to be able to go and vote. I thank God that we can make our voice be heard. A lot of uh, people of color and uh, whites and blacks together died um, for the opportunity that we have to vote, just like our Lord and Savior came down here and died so that we might have the right to the tree of life and to be able to pray and call upon his name. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who freely gives it. There is no charge for anything. There is no charge for healing, no charge for wisdom, no charge for the promotion, no charge for the extra money, no charge for the child coming home. It's all free. You know, but these people are hoping and trusting in the precious government to do something. I just don't understand it. I really don't understand it. But I thank God for our eyes to be opened to that. We know that only God, we know that everything comes from him, y'all. Put not your trust in man. That's what the scripture says. Don't put your trust in man. Put your trust in God. We know that this heaven and earth is going to be done away with. I don't know what time it's going to happen. The scariest part about it is, like I tell you all the time, is I'm black and I'm a preacher and I saw left behind. And the black preacher got left. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This whole room empty. All of y'all gone. The chair still rocking. And I'm sitting here by myself. That's a problem I got. <laughs> okay? So I'm going to watch and pray. And if somebody's eyes are open and they were born blind, I'm good. I'm like, you know what, man? I'm going to give God the praise. I'm going to give God the praise. If somebody is delivered off those streets, I'm going to give God the praise. You hear me? I'm going to give God the praise. So that's just my take on that whole thing. And they begin to go back and forth so many times. 
um, whether or not or, or, or how did Jesus, what trick did he use? What trick did he use to open your eyes? It lets you know that sometimes they're dealing with the occult. Maybe they're dealing with witchcraft. Bruh, listen, man, this man just came up to me. Man, made some clay, put it on my eyes. I washed. Verse 27, he answered him, I told you already, and you did not hear. Wherefore, or why do you want to hear it again? Will you also be his disciples? This brother, this blind man does not know who Jesus is, never laid eyes on him, but he already considers himself a disciple. I wonder if he made the upper room. You know that? I wonder if he was in the upper room. If he wasn't in the upper room, I'm, I'm going to be hot when I get the glory. I'm, I, Lord, first of all, the blind man, was he in the upper room? Was he there? Nah, he ain't make it. He, uh, he had an eye appointment. He had an eye appointment, so he didn't make the upper room. I got a problem with that. He probably might have made glory, y'all. You know that? He walking around there somewhere. I'm going to have to track him down and be like, bro, you had an eye appointment? <laughs> Well, you're supposed to be in the upper room. Yeah, my bad, man. I was just tripping. You know, I, I got my I got my eyesight back. I wanted to go to Six Flags. <laughs> I went to go see what the ocean looked like. You know, I ain't never seen that before. I'm like, I ain't think about it. That's true. Yeah, he's, I just wanted to go see the sunset. So I missed it. I came back. I got mine, though. <laughs> I made it. But, bruh, you know, you can't miss some things. You, he, but he calls himself a disciple. He says, I'm a disciple now. <laughs> and, and, uh. He said, are you going to be his disciples too? Since y'all are, uh, since y'all the church, are y'all going to be his He thought that, you know, you think church folk are like you. You think people in church, they just like us and they're not. Boy, we, we in here for the money. <laughs> we, so, so then they reviled him, verse 28, and said, thou art his disciple? <laughs> you his disciple? That's what they're saying. You're his disciple? They said, we Moses' disciples. We know that God spake unto Moses, as for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. The man answered and said to them, you know, this is always the popular verse of this man. Uh, why, herein is a marvelous thing that you know not from whence he is, and yet he has opened my eyes. Now we know that God hears not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and does his will, him he hears. If any man be a worshiper of God and does his will, him he hears. So to be a worshiper of God, first of all, you must believe that he is God and he's a rewarder to those who seek him. That's number one. To be a worshiper of God, you need to believe the scriptures and what it says about God. And we know that God, listen, there's not three distinct different people. The spirit of God placed himself into a woman so that there could be a body born so that he can die for you and I. He plays the word on, hey, you know, that's I'm the son and that's daddy. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me tell you one thing real quick. God placed himself in a woman. Made a body and died for you and I. And then brought the body back to glory so he could say, you know what? I'm going to put this body before me right here. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it'll always remind me that I have forgiven everybody's sins. If they want it, 
if they want it. To worship him is the same way that you and I come with a worshiper's attitude. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for everything that you have done for me. I couldn't have done it myself. I thank you for everything you've done, Lord Father. I worship you. That means you are the center. I'm focused on you. I'm not worried about an election. I go down here to vote and cast my vote because I'm, you know, that's, that's my right. You know, it's my right to do this. It's my right to do that. I'm a U.S. citizen. Paul said, I'm a Roman citizen. I got rights. You can't beat me like that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a citizen. I got rights. And I have the right to vote. All right? But that's not worship. Voting is not worship. Worship is what do I center my, everything in my life on? That's why at the end of this thing, this blind man worships him. He takes the focus off of everything else and he says, man, I'm just worshiping him. I, listen, when John's disciples were fasting and the Pharisees were fasting, weren't they fasting so that God would see them fast? So Jesus is like, why on earth would my disciples be fasting if I'm right here? John would testify that he was fasting so that God would see his fast and, and answer his prayer. Daniel would tell you that he was fasting so that God would see his heart and honor his prayer. Those of us that are spending time with Jesus in the word, he's telling you, why would you fast if I'm right here? Why would you fast if God is right here with you? I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. But the time will come when I got to take this body back to glory. And you're going to be like, man, didn't our hearts burn when he was with us? Remember how it was when he was in our presence, man, just how he captivated us, man, how he, he developed us, he taught us, man. Not only did he teach us, but he showed us. Remember the blind man that he healed, the man that was born blind? Oh, my God. They would tell people about the testimonies that they saw. Why would you fast if God is with you? That doesn't make no sense. So the word of God begins to teach us who God is. He talks about here, since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? Since the world began, is there anywhere in Scripture that we know of, from Genesis to the book of John right here, did it ever talk about somebody's eyes, somebody that was born blind, and they, now they could see? That's what he's asking them. When all you can do is hear, you can't see. You hear a lot of things, you know that? You can sit outside the church and you hear exactly what they're saying on the inside. And if they come out and question you, you say, hey, man, I know I can't see, but I can hear. I've never heard y'all talk about that Moses opened up anybody's eyes. I never heard y'all talk about any prophet where a man that was born blind came out of his mother's womb with no eyes. And now he could see. That's what he's telling them. If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. This is the testimony of somebody that's blind. So we go back over to Psalms 119, 73 down. When you read that, go back and read it again. 
about what that blind man is saying. They answered and said unto him, you were all together born in sins. And now you're teaching us. That's amazing because, you know, that's all you and I are. We're just like the blind man. We're sinners saved by grace. Now, these people are taking the position of God. If you notice, God at the beginning says neither this man nor his parents sin, but that the father can show the whole world who he is, who God is. And I believe sometimes in our life, y'all, God still needs to show you and I that he is God and that he runs this planet. Our hope and trust is how much money do I have or you know, the world says, what's your credit score? The world says, how much do you have a job? How much income can you bring in? I wonder if you can afford this because they want their money. But God's principles don't run on that. God's principles run on faith. Do you understand that? I believe that God could bring a brand new vehicle here and park it in that driveway. I believe that. It says that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, be thou removed and be planted in the sea. Does it not say that? It says you can uproot one thing and take it to another spot and root it over there. Transplanting of, of, of soil. Take one plant from this soil and take it over here and put it over here. Take that vehicle from over there and put it right there in your driveway. Paid, full, with a title in it. Is anything too hard for the Lord? There's nothing too hard for him. He says, if you had faith, and, and the father is right here showing us, and, and this blind man is testifying, that the disciples are testifying, that he took and made eyes on the spot. He's the creator. And if you're lacking anything, anything, if you are lacking, if you're lacking eyes, if you're lacking ears, if you're lacking fingers, if you're lacking legs, God is like, I'm the creator. The creator just spit on the ground. Man was formed from the dust of what? The ground. So he spit on the ground, made it a little bit mushy, put it on the man's eyes. I'm sending you to the river to go wash your face. Your face is dirty. So he washed off the excess and whatever else that his eyes needed remained. And the man came back seeing, y'all. Do you hear me? Nothing is too hard for our God. Nothing is too hard for our God. And there's a lot in here, but it'd take about four or five hours or three days to try to get through this whole thing. And I'm trying to just speed it on up. You born blind, you in sin, and you trying to teach us. Well, he got kicked out of church. He was, they wanted to, remember they said if anybody said that Jesus was the Christ, would it get kicked out the synagogue, right? <laughs> well, the blind man just got kicked out. You know, now he ain't got no church home. <laughs> he ain't got a church home. Church done kicked him out. You know, people still get kicked out of church today. Folks get kicked out of church. But they, I don't know why pastors don't read this, you know, and say, I don't think we really should kick folks out, you know, at least not because they can see. How are you going to get kicked out of church because you can see and you believe the person that, that made you see is the Christ, the anointed one of God. So you get kicked out of church so everybody else in the church can stay blind. That's, what, that's the way it's going to end up here. Everybody that's blind can see, and everybody that can see is blind. God did it that way on purpose right here. That means that all of us that can see in this room, all of us that claim to have faith, 
What if we had no faith? And what if we really can't see? That's the scary part about when you read the scriptures is because we serve the most high God and we got to hope and pray every day that we're not doing something foolish. Like I told you, but you know, sometimes people get on your nerves when they come around. But sometimes people have entertained what angels unawares. I was telling somebody the testimony of the job when I was on my knees praying for it. And I forgot to pay a bill for my sister. I probably told you all this before. I told I was telling I was telling this lady the testimony of that because she was looking for a job and I told her the testimony of how I found the job. I literally was on my knees praying in the house. Literally on my knees praying. I'm sitting there praying, crying out to God. You know what I'm saying? Lord, you told me. I don't pray like, like I do on the prayer line. I'm like, look, man, I read in your word. You know, you saved me. I'm sitting there looking like an idiot out here. I have no job. I'm working one of the little part-time temp jobs. You know what I'm saying? For the temp agency. And I'm like, this is ridiculous, man. Because you know you got to go to work, you know? And Ruth knocked on the door and said, hey, man, how come you didn't go by and pay the bill for me? I said, oh, man, I said, I will. I said, let me get up right now. They still open? And I went over there, you know, and I walked in the place. The lady was like, hey, I was like, hey, hey, I got to pay a bill real quick for uh, uh, my sister real quick. And she was like, okay, cool. Hey, she was like, but are you going to take the job? And I was like, oh, I said, you got, you got me mistaken with somebody else. I'm just here to pay a bill. What is this place? And I ain't never been in this place in my life. She was like, she was like, stop playing. She's like, you going to take this job or not? I was like, lady, what is wrong with you? I ain't never seen you before in my life. <laughs> never, never saw this one before in my life. Never been to this place in my life. Do you know how many coworkers came out because they were like, stop playing, dude. You were just here. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you all hear what I'm saying? They were like, you were just here. I was like, I was ne I've never been to this place before in my life. I'm here to pay a bill for somebody. I don't even know what this place is. And they're sitting there upset. They are literally upset. Like, we're, we're about to get into an argument. Because I'm like, look, I know all black people look alike, bro. <laughs> you got the wrong dude. And, I mean, we're going back and forth to where the manager stood up and said, well, do you need a job? And I was like, yeah, I need a job. He's like, when can you start? Whatever. He was like, fine, you're hired. That's how the conversation ended. <laughs> do you hear what I'm saying? That's how it went. I was on my knees, literally got up on my knees and went to go pay a bill. I'm fussing with God about a job. I was listening to Veronica's um, testimony. You got to hear it. I got to send it to you. I don't know if y'all got it. You got to get her on Facebook, you know. But she cracks me up because she was, uh, you know, she was pregnant. You know how it is when you start to grow larger. <laughs> she was praying out loud, Lord, I need underwear. And it was so funny because she went to this place. And they have, and at the end, the preacher is like, hey, I got money in an envelope for somebody that needs underwear? <laughs> and, like, she knew. It's hilarious when you hear her tell her testimony. But she was so ashamed. She was like, I'm, you know, how do I get up and say, oh, um, that's for me, you know? So she was, it was hilarious when you hear it. But I'm telling you the things that will happen in your life so when you're sitting down in the dumps that you're just like, Lord, I, I, and God reminds you of all the things that he has done for you. He just reminds you, like, remember when I did such and such? And I'm like, yeah. And it'll begin to encourage you. David had to encourage himself. He had to go back. You know, sometimes he gets so frustrated, David did, about where his life was at. And God says, you frustrated about that, but you wasn't frustrated about the lion or the bear? 
You fought a lion, David, and a bear, and a giant that had all of Israel shook. And now you're concerned about this? Did I not take care of you then? And David had to shake himself off and say, you know what, man? I forgot about the lion, and I forgot about the bear. And because of my sin, people don't say David's ten thousands no more. They always say David and Uriah. Remember that incident? Yeah. <laughs> you know how they do with us. You know, uh, they don't mention him that way no more. So they change your name from being a believer to a sinner real quick. Yeah. And now you're being called by the sins that you made, the mistakes you made, because you're supposed to be a believer. Oh, he's still smoking. They still drinking. They still cussing. They still doing this and that. They don't call you a believer no more. All right. And I'm sorry, y'all. That's just the way things go in our life. But God will remind you and I of the things that he did. David didn't beat that lion because he was crafty. I know David didn't beat a bear because he had them hands like that. He throw them hands. OK, this is a bear. y'all. I don't know if it's a grizzly bear, polar bear. I don't know what it is. But I know he wasn't up there boxing no bear. <laughs> OK, he said he killed a lion. Killed a bear. And then he killed Goliath with some little stone out of a pouch. Don't make no sense. You know how many men Goliath killed? That's, that, was the, that was the testimony of Saul was that that man right there is skilled. at kill. He grew up killing people. And now you're going out there like that? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, matter of fact, don't give me no arm. I'm just going out here with what I got on. With some Nikes and some shorts? <laughs> That's how we do it there? Yeah. Grabbed his little slingshot, went on with it. God will remind us of what um, he has done for us in our life. And that is one of the biggest things that I pray for people, that they will have their own experience. You know, you can't live off mama and daddy's word. You can't live off somebody else's word. You can't even, my testimonies, thank you, Lord, for the testimonies, but you can't live off of that. You've got to have your own experience. You've got to have your own moment when God does something so miraculous for you that it just blows your mind. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus heard <laughs> that he got kicked out of church. Verse 35. And when he had found him, he said unto him, Do you believe on the Son of God? That's what he asked him. You know, that's the reason why Jesus died, is because he said that he was the Son of God. Not like we say, you know, we call the Lord Abba or our Father. No, he's literally saying that. God is, no, I'm talking about the creator of the universe, that's my dad. So they said, that's blasphemy, man. You need to die for all of that. But he's like, that's the truth. I, I'm not going to be a man and lie. I got to tell you the truth. I'm the son of God. That means God placed himself in Mary, and next thing you know, this body was born, and God was dwelling in it, just like the temple. You remember how his presence came and dwelt in the tabernacle or dwelt in the temple? Remember Moses made the tent of meeting, and they would go back there and meet, and God would come down like a pillar. He's like, man, I'm up in there. I'm up in there. And he answered and said, who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? Because he never saw Jesus. He only heard. You hear me? Faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing how? By the word of God. And everybody that heard about him, I tell you right now, some people came expecting and they had faith. And verse 37 says, and Jesus said unto him, you have both seen him and it is he that talks with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe and he worshipped him. He was looking for somebody to worship. 
The Lord went and found him. He got kicked out of the synagogue. He says, how does God heal me? And now I'm kicked out the synagogue. As long as I was blind, I was welcome in the synagogue. I'm in there listening to every word everybody has to say. I done listened to preaching for over 40 years. 40 years I've been sitting there listening to preaching and praying that God would change my life. And here comes God and God changed my life. And I'm kicked out of church. Ain't that something? How do you get kicked out of church for that? That don't make no sense, does it? I tell you all the time, I, I never, ever get upset about somebody making a mistake. You want to know why? Because all we are is what? Sinners saved by grace. So why am I upset if somebody sins? It's our nature. Do you, do you understand that? Because of our nature, Christ died for us. You know, our nature, it's our nature to breathe, ain't it? It's our nature to eat. It's, it's, some things are just our nature. And it's our nature to sin. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sins. And you know how many believers are caught up on sin? And won't pray, won't seek God's face, don't feel worthy, have low Christian self-esteem because they have sin in their life. As long as you are going to live, there's sin. The wonderful thing about it is that Christ died for you and I that we might have life and life more abundantly. That's the reason why he died. Because we got issues. I got issues, you got issues. Everybody we see has issues. Who sinned, him or his parents? Come on, man. Why are you worried about sin? So you can go gossip about it? So you can change somebody's name? Turn somebody's life upside down? Bully them? Try to destroy their character? So you can feel a little better about the little measly life you got? You in sin and they in sin, but you want to blast your brother or sister for their sin? We just want to blast our brother and sister for their sin. So the Lord says, why well, might as well blast you for your sin? Do you hear me? It just doesn't make no sense to me. If you get caught in the act of sinning, I'm like, well, man, I, I just sinned four hours ago. <laughs> I just asked the Lord to forgive me for that. You're going to catch somebody sinning. That's like catching a fish swimming. I caught this fish swimming. Well, that's his nature. <laughs> you know, we pray that the Lord will... Uh, take away those sins that set us back. There's some sins that set you back. You want to know what they are? It's right in here. There are some sins. There's one sin in specific that will set you back. And Jesus says right here in verse 39, it says, For judgment I am coming to this world that they which see not might see. Those that don't see will see. And they which see might be made blind. That's, I came into the world and whatnot so that all of us sitting there, I pray that all of us are saved. I really do. I pray that all of us have a relationship with the Lord, a real relationship with the Lord, not, you know, somebody got to make us have a relationship with the Lord. 
I'm going to make you have a relationship with the Lord. They have no relationship with the Lord. They're blind. If you have to make somebody do something, that person is blind. If you have to make, if I have to make Repo do something, that ain't my dog. But if I say, hey, baby, she's like, what's that going? What, what that baby doing? She come on over because I'm her daddy. You know that? That's, that's my baby right there. She got on my nerves and I was like, hey, girl, get some water and drink. It's hot out here. She was like, whatever. You just finally put some water in there. She had an attitude. She wouldn't have had an attitude with nobody else because she don't really know them. But she had an attitude with me. She's like, you supposed to be you supposed to be my daddy. I've been out here all day. You finally come outside and put some water in the bowl. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, my bad. Reap, I at least showed up. <laughs> I don't come when you want me to, but I'm going to be right on time. I'm your daddy. She walked off. Dropped the mic on me, walked off. I said, whatever, I'm going to Pittsburgh. And I rolled on. Because I was in outside, I was in the coolness, you know, just laying up in the coolness, studying, praying, and everything like that. And I came outside, I was like, oh, it's blazing out here. Is the devil around here? And then I saw a reaper with her tongue halfway hanging out. I said, oh, she ain't got no water, does she? She rolled her eyes at me and said, I wish I would come over there with you. Literally, literally my dog would not come over there. She walked across the street. Looked at me and turned back around and walked back across the street. <laughs> I told her, forget you too. <laughs> now, I had gave her. Now, she she was all up on me when I had some chicken this morning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Somebody had left some chicken. Oh, then right. she knew me. Right. You know? The only reason why she was around me this morning is because I fed her. That's what Jesus said. Because <laughs> I had food. That's the only reason why you hanging around me. Like, What's up, daddy? You know, wagging your little tail and stuff. But then when I didn't have no food or nothing like that, she walked across the street, looked. I guess she had to get a closer look. Maybe she need glasses, too. But when she got up close and said, boy, please, I done walked across the street thinking you was about that life. I was like, I put water in here for you. This is what I did for you. Even my dog just walked away from me, man. I don't even, that's bad right there. The neighbors were all outside like, is that his dog? Uh, that's bad. So Jesus said, I came in the world, and he's still in the world, got people's heads all messed up. Even though God has done something with your life and my life, we ain't out there no more. We at church. Nobody got to force me to go to church. Ain't nobody got to try to, you know, manipulate me to go to church. Man, that's what I do. That's what I do. I, I'm, I, what else am I going to do? If a fish swim, okay, a dog bark, <laughs> a bird fly, well, I worship the Lord. That's what I do. You know, that's, and some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, are we blind? You're talking about us being blind? Are we blind also? And Jesus said unto them, if you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore what? <laughs> you still got sin, Pimpin. There's only one sin on planet Earth that is unforgivable. That's, you know... The blasphemy is to pretty much, you know, the Holy Spirit is just not to believe. Just to, just to act as if Jesus is not who he, Listen, the blind man 
worshipped him. If you show me a believer that is not flying, not barking, not swimming, <laughs> they're not a believer. And they ain't no believer. Because, like he said, you ain't got no faith. If you had faith, if you really saw me, if you really know who I am, you would be just like this blind man right here, worshiping me. But you running around here doing everything else, worshiping everything else. I can't even, I, you know, I, I, got to, I got to watch re replays of the games because at 9 o'clock we in prayer. And we're praying anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. And then after prayer, you know, sometimes I'm just sitting there and I pray again. I don't know why I'm doing that, but I just pray again. So I spend more time today thinking, praying, studying, asking the Lord different things than I do with sports on television. You know that? We're worshipers. People should find us worshiping. Me, I got up this morning. I was hungry. Text Ree. I said, yo, you want some breakfast? She's like, yeah. I'm, she's like, where are you going to Hershey's? I said, yeah. I went and got them some breakfast and everything like that. And I was going to go sit at the bar, you know, sit off by myself like I do. But you know what? It's Wednesday. It's me, her, and the boys. And they all were going to the table. And I said, Mark, get up and go to the table and, and, and break bread with your family, you know. You know, sometimes we just go to our room and. And I sat down and broke, you know, I'm ready to eat. I'm about to start cutting up some stuff and everything like that. And Cammie's like, I got to pray first. And I'm like, wow. So, you know, I'm sitting there like, really, bruh? I'm about to get into this. He's like, pop up. I want to pray uh, like Mari prays. And I'm like, oh, here we go. But inside myself, I'm like, Lord, this is, this is, I'm like, okay, Cam. Reese's like, go ahead, Cammie. So Cammie has to say his little blessing over the food for all of us, you know, and everything. And I'm like, Lord, I'm, I'm witnessing something here, you know. I said, ain't that good? I used to go by myself, Thomas. I'm not even there. And, and, you know, I'm just witnessing things, with, witnessing Cynthia Martinez praying this morning. Couldn't get her to pray for nothing. You know, and I'm like, man. And then little Cammie praying. You know, he wanted to pray. And I was like, wow, Lord, I'm seeing some things. And, we, you know, we just spent time together as a little family. You know, we ate and everything like that. That's worship, too. Because most of the time we just... Go off into our little realm yep. and don't spend time together. But as soon as somebody dies, we, we on the casket. <laughs> but you better work while it's day, while that person's alive right now. Because nighttime's coming, and you ain't going to have them no more. They ain't going to have the Lord no more. They didn't understand until after he died. Everything he was trying to tell them was after the fact. Good thing he rose again. Everything mom and daddy was trying to tell us, we learned it after the fact, didn't we? Uh, I wish they could have rose again. We'd be like, whoa, whoa, y'all playing. Nah, we ain't playing. We're trying to tell you this is real. But the only thing that is not covered under the blood is unbelief. If you don't believe, it ain't covered. And broad is the way to destruction, and many there are that enter therein. It's a very narrow way to salvation. You know, very narrow way to salvation. And there's a lot of people that are just going, you know, 
There was only one blind man and many Pharisee there. You know, misery loves company. People were all confused that this man being able to see, I'd have been, man, I told you, I would I, I tell you, like I was talking to you about the woman that was walking behind her, her son's casket. <laughs> as soon as the Lord healed him and brought him up out of that casket, he was talking, oh, Jesus, uh, you know what I'm saying? I got a couple more I need you to resurrect. <laughs> you might as well get it while it's hot. Look, I don't know what I was lacking in my life, but I'm telling you, once I realized that that man's eyes were open and he could see, and it was this man right here that opened his eyes, whoa, 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 Pippin, don't leave. <laughs> I read in the word where Jacob had you gripped up and wouldn't let you go until you blessed him. And nobody there grabbed a hold of him and said, you can't leave until you come to my house. Nobody. This man's eyes were open and nobody's worshiping him. Even the disciples are not worshiping him. They weren't worshiping him like this man. Uh, yeah, we uh, believe that you are the son of God. They just walking with him, walking around with him. Just, you know, this man right here, do you see any place else where the 12 worshiped him? Do you see it? Well, the three of them was at the Mount of Transfiguration. You know what? Did you see anywhere where this word worshipped right here, which means that all of your hope, all of your adoration, everything is on this man right here. It's in him that we live and move and have our being God. Promotion comes from you. Was anybody doing that? Anybody doing that? That's what this blind man is doing. He received his sight. He could have been like the nine lepers and left. Not even Legion wanted to leave him. The Lord had to tell him, you go home and you show everybody what God did for you. Just him coming home in his right mind, playing with children, holding down a job, honoring his father and mother not committing adultery, not cussing folks out, not being angry, but just, just full of love and compassion for people. Legion, the one that they had chained up out there, the one they separated from everybody is now went back home, grabbed his father and kissed him, and he was gone for so long. Hugged his mother and said, it's so good to see you. They was like, they're in shock. What happened to you? I ran into God. God came. He cast everything out. He's telling his, the Lord said, you go on home. I know you want to come. I know you worship me. I don't have to question your worship. I don't have to question who you are. I know who you are. I will, nobody on this planet is going to question who you are when God brings you out of that. God brought that man out. I'm telling you, all these things are written, not as lullaby stories or some quick, Get me up kind of things. You know, this is a testimony of a man that had a thousand demons in him. This is the testimony of a man that had no eyes. They're writing to you and I in hopes that you and I would believe. And I'm telling you, even though we are believers, God takes us from faith to faith to faith to faith. Ever growing our faith. 
ever grow in our faith. And I'm telling you, we do not know the opportunity that we have until we see him face to face. And then we realize the opportunity that we have. But if we continue to exercise our right to pray, God will show us some things. And you can't, you can lead people to water, but you can't make them drink. Stop trying to lead people to water. Stop trying to bring somebody else in there. This is only for worshipers. Yeah, you call, I know you call. Hey, won't you get on the prayer line with us? Hey, won't you come to church with us? This thing right here ain't for everybody. It was only for the blind man. His parents didn't even worship Jesus. Does it say that the parents were, the parents were so scared, they seemed like, um, we, uh, you know, he of age. They went on about their business. They worried they could get kicked out the synagogue. Don't even know who God is. That's how we are today. We're so caught up in stuff that just makes no sense. His parents could see their whole life, but they were the ones that were blind. The blind man was blind, but he could see his whole life, hoping and trusting that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. So we go back to Psalms 119. And we look at 73 again. After we went through the story, let's read it one more time. And let's see if we see this blind man in here. All right. Now that we study John chapter nine, let's see if we see the blind man. Once again. And it says, thy hands. Have made me and fashioned me. That means that God's hands made him born, you know, to be born blind, and then also God's hands were the ones that spit, okay, took the clay and put it on his eyes too. You have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. It's funny what blind people hear. They that fear thee will be glad when they see me. Who was glad? Who was glad when they saw him? Mother them was a little scared. I would have came out there, this is my son. Leave my son alone. Son, wh how do you see? How do you see, son? I would have tracked down whoever he said and got my blessing. Nobody else got their blessing. I get somebody know. If you get a blessing, I'm telling you right now, I'm right behind you. Uh, yes, and Lord, I, I got a son-in-law that needs a little. I got uh, some kids. I'm following you right back to the store. What store did you go to? How many people, when they say free gas, don't go over there and say, oh, man, it was only six to seven. Man, you could have texted me when you was in line. You are, well, I didn't know. How many people, as soon as they hear something, run right over there too? I tell you all the time, in Philly, as soon as the bus gets in the accident, people oh, just start falling down. Wasn't even on the bus. They trying to get paid too. <laughs> well, y'all, don't get mad because I came up. Don't get mad because that's what they would do. They would just walk next to the bus and fall down because there's so much confusion going on. They don't know if they were on the bus or not. You better, you better, get, you better get yours. That's what I'm saying. If Jesus is healing, you better get on over there and get you some of that. Nobody else wants to heal it. He was on his way to a man to go heal a man. The woman with the issue of blood jumped out there and got hers. He was on his way someplace else. She was like, shoot, he ain't, that brother ain't going to get his blessing before me. Jesus was on the way to heal somebody else. And when the woman said, wait a minute, is that the guy they asked her to go heal? It must be him because everybody's grabbing a hold of him. She snuck through the crowd and got her blessing. 
<laughs> Look, he got enough to go around, y'all. If he give you a vehicle, I'm telling you right now, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm right there, too. I'm, I'm right there, too. Where's the other vehicle at? Because I'm right here, too. I'm his child, too. They, they that fear thee will be glad when they see me. They Listen, ain't nobody was glad. People were scared, worried, stressed out. You know, the only person that went to go seek him was Jesus. Jesus was glad, happy to see his son, see him, because I have hoped in thy word. I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right and that you um, and that thou in faithfulness has afflicted me. That's the testimony of the, of the blind man. You're the one that afflicted me. There was nobody else. It wasn't my mother. It wasn't my father. I wasn't even able to speak. So I know it wasn't me. I was born blind for a reason. Let, I pray thee, thy merciful kindness be for my comfort, according to thy word unto thy servant. Let thy tender mercies come unto me, that I may live, for thy law is my delight. Let the proud be ashamed. They're so proud, they couldn't even get their own healing. Let one of y'all go to the bank and they hand out $25,000 to see if I don't bump into you when you turn around. <laughs> you text me. They're giving out $25,000. As soon as you take a step backwards, you step on my foot. Oh, sorry, Sheila. Uh, I got my hand out. Sorry, Sheila. I'm pushing Sheila out the way. Like, go on now, Sheila. I need my 25. Chris up there playing. You know how Chris wants to start talking to him. Tell him Chris, get out the way. He's like, Pastor, boy, why are you acting all like that? Get out the way, Chris. I need my 25000 Chris like, oh, hey. You can't say excuse me, brother. I need 25000 I ain't here to play with you, Chris. Chris over here playing, standing in line with us. How was your day today? Chris, get out the way. I'm handing out $25,000. <laughs> that ain't your friend. Well, I thought that was. ain't your friend, Chris. They handed out $25,000 in the next five minutes. I'm up here in line. Get out the way. Now, we're going to make up later on once I get my twenty-five. But if I miss my twenty-five, I'm telling you right now, Chris coming up off 10. You hear me? For sitting there talking to somebody. Talk to that lady again. Chris come back home with two black eyes and missing $10,000. Chris is like, why you only got 15? Well, it's a long story. I, I saw Pastor Mark, and next thing you know, I got hit. That's all it was. I thought Pastor Mark was supposed to be a pastor. He went off out there. I had to fight. I came back with 15. He caught me with a two-piece and took 10. But I caught, I came back up on him. I hit him with a three-piece. <laughs> and he ran off. With take bread. I wasn't expecting it. I was not expecting Pastor Mark to hit me like that, but I think I stayed too long in the line and he swung on me. <laughs> I think that's what happened. I don't even know. He ran so fast. <laughs> I didn't know that old joker could run like that. Like Chris be like, so Chris is like, so he took 10 grand. He took 10 grand, girl. Chris, Pastor Mark would not steal, but I'm telling you right now, <laughs> Pastor Mark stole 10 grand of our money. He did not, Chris. You must have gambled. We went to the boats on the way. No, I didn't, Chris. Pastor Mark stole 10 bills for us on the reel. <laughs> I, I'm hoping he had church Sunday too. I'm hoping he had church. I hope Pastor Mark at church because we fighting again. I'm getting my 10 grand back. Chris, you can't go to the church and fight. I'm getting my 10 grand. Pastor Mark stole 10 grand. <laughs> I went to go give him a hug. He threw a two-piece and took 10 stacks and bounced. <laughs> So don't be playing with me. Don't play with me because I'm a sinner by nature. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> That's my nature. He didn't know my nature, Thomas, messing with my money. But I got 10 stacks, and I went home, <laughs> and I worshiped the Lord right there in the house. Amen. I started eating meat again. Stop by and got me some ribs, Corinthians. <laughs> Amen. 
I didn't know if Chris was going to kill me the next time he see me, so I'm going to have my last meal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had my last supper. You know what I'm saying? It's real. Woo-wee, y'all. Anyway, let's get back to what we're doing. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. That's how I beat them, man. They handed out $25,000. Chris up there in the line asking the lady how her day is. Boy, get out the way. We got things we got to do. <laughs> Seven, eight, let the proud be ashamed. Excuse me, ashamed, for they dealt perversely with me without a cause. But I will meditate in thy precepts. He stayed. He never left, y'all. Jesus went and found him. He got kicked out the synagogue. He went in there. He was doing this Holy Ghost dance and everything, and the people kicked him out. <laughs> Remember how Apollo was? They came with that long hook and snatched him by his little neck and threw him on outside. <laughs> you better take your dance on somewhere, brother. We told you. We about that life. We told you. Don't mention his name up in here. He's sitting out there next to the curb somewhere. Jesus had to go find him. Let those that fear thee turn unto me. Let those Now, the fear of the Lord is the, the reverence of the Lord, the respect of the Lord. Let them come to me because I'm in worship the rest of my life. Oh, I mean, that, that blind man was in worship. Everybody that saw him said, hey, man, that's that, ain't that the old blind dude? Hey, y'all, let me tell you about Jesus. He was telling them about Jesus. He told, he told look, long before he saw Jesus face to face, his testimony was that I'm his disciple. That's what he said. Oh, no, 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 no. I belong to him. That's my master right there. That's my teacher. That's my God. I'm sorry. Long, he never saw Jesus' face. Never saw his face and said, I'm a disciple. He, 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 looked, he said, you kicked me out this church. There's another church called New Generations. I done went there. <laughs> I went to New Hope. <laughs> That's, I got a new hope now. And it ain't in that synagogue. Y'all don't go to that church because God ain't in there. That's what he was saying, you know, while he was walking the street. God ain't in there. People are like, oh, he's talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the temple. He's talking about, yeah, that temple whacked. Let those that fear thee turn unto me and those that have known thy testimonies. Let my heart be sound in thy statutes that I be not ashamed. Lord, you know what? Man, take care of me. Bless me. The blind man's like, give me the job that I've always wanted. I've always wanted to get married. I've been sitting on these streets for years begging. He sat on the streets for years. Somebody had to cook the food for him. Somebody had to pick out his clothes. Think of all the things that he went through, how his self-esteem was so low. He didn't know if his hair was right. He didn't, if you watch the David Chappelle show, remember he was the black Klansman? He didn't know that he was black, and he was the head of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> And the Ku Klux Klan didn't know he was black because the guy would dress him up where they couldn't see his skin color. But his whole life, he thought that he was a, a white man and he hated black people. Man never knew what he looked like. He didn't know what the color of his skin was. Didn't know anything. And now he got eyes to see. Now, he should have went off and did some other things. But you know what, y'all? He stayed right there. Because he knew that his salvation was not in the ocean, at the casino, down the street with one of them girls over there laced with, you know what I'm saying, in sin or anything like that, his hope and trust was in the Lord. After he opened that man's eyes, and, I, and I, my prayer is that once he does it for you, once he does it for me, that we stop going to these other people, places, and things, worshiping them. They ain't got nothing for us, y'all. They got nothing for us at all. Nothing. And that's my prayer to myself. Mark, man, just focus on God and everything else will be all right. 
sometimes, you know, we, we just, we get upset or we take matters in our own hands or, or we feel like being like Judah, go, go to town and have, you know what I'm saying, lay around. Nah, I mean, that ain't, that ain't how it works. We need to worship our God. And if you ask somebody to go, all you think you do is ask them, and then you move on. Like the, like the blind man said, are you going to be his disciples too? Actions speak louder than words. You know that? How many people have we invited to come on the prayer line? How many people have we invited to church? How many people have we reached out to? I know you got to keep reaching out. I know you got to keep doing that. But, man, don't get yourself all upset because somebody didn't go or somebody didn't jump on the prayer line. This is a behind-the-scenes thing of what people, what's really going on, why people don't go, why people don't get on the prayer line, why, why things happen, because Satan is always coming up trying to tell you that Jesus ain't real. The devil ain't changing, he the devil. Man, we don't, we don't talk about Jesus out here. Jesus don't mean nothing here. I run things out here. Jesus don't do that. Same, y'all. Ain't nothing going to change, y'all. So please, I, my prayer is always, man, worship him. Give him everything you got. We talk, In football, you know, if somebody doesn't leave it all on the field, we tell them that, oh, man, you a quitter. But in church, you don't, have to, you don't have to leave it all on the field. You can just quit anytime you want to. You're supposed to be a football player. You don't even got pads on. You're supposed to be a football player, and you don't even practice catching. Practice, right? You don't do none of that stuff. So as believers, we need to be doing what our Father has commanded us to do. That men and women, that includes women. You got to look up the number. Not just talking about the masculine sense of man. Remember, uh, mankind was called Adam in the beginning. That included the female too. They were called Adam. And men should always pray and not faint. Amen? Y'all got anything on your heart? You cold. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ask the Lord to warm you up. Say, Lord, I need a little bit. You know, you have not because you ask not. But ask the Lord to give you what you need, not what you want. Amen.